0: Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And for our loyal listeners, yes, we are coming to you a few days late. We're going to be doing a number of weekend recordings moving forward due to a uh, little, little schedule. schedule
1: for a few weeks and then we'll, we'll get back on track, I think.
0: And, and frankly, as we learn from NFL teams, if you're off schedule, it might not be as good. So if this one's that's not true. good, that's why. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, but, Matt, the NFL draft has happened. It's happening. Yep, we we yep. have seen uh, a large number of quarterbacks get drafted uh, both on day one and day two, uh, little yep. mini runs. But all five guys go in the top 15. So that was interesting.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, where it kind of it, – it. it's funny because, I mean, I've heard a couple of things, you know, oh, Mac Jones fell all the way to 15 like without the 49er trade and everything that that you know came out about the 49ers love Mac Jones 15 was probably right about where most people would have expected in fact you know go back to February and and you were seeing Mac Jones in the in the 20s you know bottom like to the Saints at 28 that area so like I, I don't know that he really fell I think uh, we just felt we fell for the narrative that the Niners love Mac Jones and it turns out I guess they didn't quite as much as we were told
0: one, well, one thing you and I discussed was the possibility that they really did want to keep Jimmy G, uh, yeah, for this year. Yeah. And therefore you draft Trey Lance and you, it does you give him the Mahomes. Sense.
1: It does. It does. Now the, you know, the, the curiosity, I guess will be, you know, the Mahomes Smith is one end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, the other end is, I remember the Eagles when they drafted Carson Wentz and I'm not just thinking of that cause it's the same school. But it was, you know, hey, we're Carson Wentz is going to be on the bench. We got Sam Bradford. He's our starter. And then, if I recall, I think it was the Vikings. That was when Bridgewater got hurt with the, mm-hmm. with the major knee injury. Vikings were desperate. And all of a sudden, Wentz was starting opening day. So, you know, if, if somebody would happen to be desperate and call the Niners, uh, you know, in, in August, I could see that that doesn't happen. But, you know, it, it at least gives them – I mean, in – The other factor, and I guess it has to be pointed out, Garoppolo has a no trade clause for this year. So Mm -hmm. they can't just trade him if they want to. He's got to approve that trade, which is crazy to think that Jimmy Garoppolo has a no trade clause. Um, But he does. Only this year, though. It's it's not the case after this season. So, you know, it probably he's back and Lance gets the year to kind of, you know, maybe get some reps, maybe sort of in the vein of Lamar Jackson's rookie year. You know, you get him some some time here and there, and then depending on how things are going, if Garoppolo gets hurt, and he's been famous for getting hurt, maybe he gets in there and takes over the job.
0: Yeah. So, overall, though, not a ton of surprises related to the draft proper, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Know. What'd you think
1: of, uh, you know, we talked a lot in the lead-up about Justin Fields. Uh, what, do you, what do you think of where he ended
0: up landing? Uh, I think that this could be... And as a Packer homer, I don't like what I'm about to say. I think this could be a a gift for the Bears that, yeah. that Fields yeah. got to them. Uh, they they obviously went up and got him from the Giants pick, but they needed a quarterback. He's a good fit. I think Booger McFarlane is mistaken when he says that uh, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky's failure means Justin Fields. Uh, Incentive in the pick,
1: but yeah, agreed. And we can discuss that a little. You know, just the ESPN crew in general. That's the network I've watched for it. Um, Me too. But which okay, let's let's discuss that before we go back to fields. I was very tempted to watch NFL Network this year because of Mike Greenberg. Not a big Mike Greenberg fan. What what are your thoughts on him?
0: Uh, I. You know, I know that the Chris Berman Tom Jackson era is long gone, but I right. enjoyed the Trey Wingo era. Uh, I agree, quite a I bit. agree. And, and I agree. So, I now he's not there anymore, obviously. Right. but and, yeah, I, I, well, and that's part of the him. part of the transition was they he was you know when they decided not to renew him, he they had to replace him for the radio, right. they had to replace him for this, they had to replace him right. for NFL Live. Uh, you know, if you're if you're gonna do this. Why not just go all in and put Sam Ponder on the table? Yeah, and yeah, just have true, her host. Yeah, know?
1: yeah. I mean, Greenberg just didn't make any sense to me. He's not. I mean, I, I know that Get Up. I, I don't watch Get Up, but I'm I'm guessing if you you know count cal- calculated, it, Get Up probably talks NFL sixty to seventy percent of their show because that's where the you know that's where the best hot takes are, and it's where you know it's, it, it gets people's interest year round. But still, he's not an NFL guy. You've got, I mean, like you see, you know, you, yeah, you said it. Sam Ponder, you've got, uh, uh, I mean, so here, I I'm, I'm turned it on this morning, and the crew today is Reese Davis, Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper, and Lewis Riddick. That's a good crew. Why not just give me that crew for four days or for three days?
0: Well, and I'm curious, what, what was the decision-making process for no Todd McShay? Yeah. Well, was
1: McShay on? I, no, I think I he was on the I ABC one, right? Was he on ABC? Okay, see, that's what I figured. I didn't watch a ton of that because I just, you know, you choose one network, and honestly, it's it's. I mean, I was said, you know, I was thinking about NFL Network. It's Mel Kiper is the only reason that I didn't, mm-hmm. and I and I'm not like the, you know, it's not like Mel Kiper is the greatest ever, but he's he's the voice of the draft for me. He's mm-hmm. the guy who reminds me of the Saturday mornings when I was in you know grade school and high school. And the, you know, the first three days were on Saturday and, the you know, it was 15 minutes of pick, And, uh, you know, he, he reminds me of, you know, I was they showed a flashback to 2004. And I don't know if you'll remember this, but I do, the 04 draft, when we were just about to graduate from high school. And you you picked me up to go somewhere. I don't know what we did, if we went to play basketball or whatever, but uh, right after Roethlisberger had gotten picked by the Steelers. I remember that extremely well. And and so, you know, Kuiper's just the name that, that I think of, and it's like the warm and fuzzy feelings that you get. But without him on ESPN, I would have gone for ABC or NFL Network because Riddick's good, but Booger McFarlane and Greenberg were, were subtractions as far as I'm concerned.
0: Well, ESPN really wants me to accept Booger McFarlane as a football expert. And I accept that Booger McFarlane's a former player, but I would have taken Ryan Clark in that seat yeah uh you know teddy bruschke in that seat anybody i mean and that's the thing that i
1: was even thinking is like what is what is espn's fascination with booger mcfarland he he clearly bombed on monday night football that cannot be argued they've even accepted that Uh, but they continue to trot him out like i mean i'm not saying he's the worst person ever. Uh, he might be a great guy, but he's just not very good on TV. And and his his knowledge of this stuff—you could tell it was it was like the shallow end of the pool. He you know he, he knows some names. He knows some you know he knows enough to get by, but you could tell he did not know as much as Mel Kiper and Louis Riddick. Yeah, and and the the and Justin Fields, Mitch Trubisky analysis was a perfect example. Like what? What are we talking about here?
0: Yeah, the. <laughs> You know, and no one corrected him, which I think like I, I get that you can the draft. There's enough going on that you can right. just move it's on. It's, yeah. But when he yeah. says something like that, that is a a moment that I passively watching. You know, I right. had it on in the background, but I was following the Brewer game on my phone and doing other yeah. stuff. Like yeah, I stopped and. Had a reaction to it. I know you I'm did because we texted it. about I, it. <laughs> I wasn't sure
1: if you were. I wasn't sure if you were watching or which channel you were watching. But you know they make the they make the trade up. And okay, if you want to make the case that they should take Mac Jones, that, uh, you know, fine. But to make the case that you take Mac Jones because Mitch Trubisky failed, it's like, huh? I mean, make the case that you think you know what? Hey, they the, the 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 pressure is on Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace and Mac Jones maybe can step in and their guy quicker if you want to make that case
0: yeah okay or or just say just say mac jones played against you know the elite of the elite defenses every day in practice and in games just Uh, say mac jones do you think is better yeah
1: okay cool you know i mean i don't happen to agree but he may prove to be better time will tell you know but yeah to say you know i think they're gonna go this route like first of all Justin Fields and Mitch Trubisky are not the same person. That's as lazy a comparison which as this one, which I've heard a lot, which is Ohio State quarterbacks never work out. So, I mean, okay, not many Michigan. We To go back to a guy we were discussing just before we started recording, uh, you know, how many great Michigan quarterbacks have there been in the NFL before or after Tom Brady? Uh,
0: yeah. Harbaugh,
1: maybe. I mean, Harbaugh was decent.
0: Brian he was Greasy was okay. Brian Greasy
1: was okay.
0: You know, but, but that's so, I mean, what I'm, you could I, easily have said I, yeah. that
1: about, you know, when, when, you know, a Michigan, oh, well, Michigan quarterbacks are no good, like, okay, um, you know, but first of all, it's a different coach, it's a different scheme, it's a different person, so we're going to blame Justin Fields because Terrell Pryor didn't work in the NFL? Yeah. Why? I mean, that makes no sense.
0: Well, you and, and, you, and question whether if Terrell Pryor or, or a Terrell Pryor prototype was coming into the league now. Now, exactly true, you know, true, yeah. With, like we've we've discussed that, that you
1: know, guys from ten to twenty years ago, that it was like ah, they, they either got cast aside quick or no chance at all.
0: Yeah, no, now I mean we've he, talked about it with Antoine Randall L, where yes, he'd just be a yes. quarterback.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. I mean a a name. It's it's longer ago, but a name I always think of is Charlie Ward. I mean Charlie Ward is is what we see with guys like Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson now. But back then it was, you know, well, he's, he's undersized, he's slights, he doesn't, you know, like, eh, you know, and oh, he's got basketball in his, his, you know, if he doesn't go first round and he didn't get picked, um, you know, if Charlie Ward comes along now, he's probably a first round pick, maybe number one overall, who knows, Tyler yeah. Murray was. So, I mean, that's going way back, but yeah, Pryor's a great example I me, mean, you know, but I don't know. I just like, okay, Dwayne Haskins didn't work. Well, Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields aren't the same person, um, you know? I mean, that's the only comparison I think you could make because Haskins was coached by Ryan Day, at least as the offensive coordinator. Um, but, I mean, Haskins' failures weren't because he wasn't talented. His failures are because he's had a little bit of a 10-cent head sort of approach to things. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know that about Fields. We don't have any evidence to say that that's going to be the case. It may be. It may not be. But... I don't know. Some of these comparisons are, are so lazy, and that one to Trubisky was just like, "What? What are you talking about?" And yeah, I mean, this crew today, like, give me, give me, you know, you you mentioned McShay, like, give me the two guys who studied the draft all year. Uh, your Monday Night Football guy, who's a front office, you know, former front office guy who knows how NFL teams operate, and and Reese Davis, who covers college football all year and knows these guys and knows these teams, like, you know, don't overthink it. This is a good crew.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things where this is the day where they experiment. But put a Reese right. Davis or a Chris Fowler or or even a Matt uh, Matt Berry and, yeah. and and have him yeah. there to just say, you know, because he's who they throw it to. So he's calling highlights for all these right. guys all year. Right,
1: people who specialize in football and and specifically call I mean, today's a good day to have. You know, a college-oriented guy, because obviously, you know, you're you're getting the guys who, if you're an if you're an NFL person, you don't know, you know, as many of the guys you're going to hear today. Um, but he, you know, like I don't know, I, I just ESPN's obsession with Mike Greenberg is is a, a question that has missed many, and uh, count me among them. I mean, he's okay. I used to like Mike and Mike. I mean, you know, when mm-hmm. when we were seniors in college, and you know, but that show got stale. And and they obviously knew it got stale because they shook it up, but they just they just keep like pushing Greenberg on us, push 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 more Greenberg. It's like no less less would be more. How about maybe none for a while?
0: Yeah, it's uh it's an interesting choice. I, I think that there were other people. I I'm curious to know in the future how they're going to approach this. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that they are somewhat limited in in what they can do in terms of like they can't bring Schefter there because Schefter would spent half the time on the phone they need him true, for these true, hits true um, true uh, yeah, but if you want I to reckon I'm, ta- I'm thinking like if you want a recognizable person to NFL fans him Matthew Berry for fantasy uh, yeah the Hasselbecks yeah you know,
1: yeah I mean there's 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 plenty of options. They have NFL Live on, you know, five days a week the entire year. Um, You know, I mean, yeah, give me give me that. Give me people who, again, I mean, had it not been for Mel Kuyper, I would have gone NFL net because Rich Eisen compared to Mike Greenberg. I'm going to choose Rich Eisen 10 times out of 10. He Mm -hmm. knows football. He's not um, abrasive, which Greenberg kind of is. Um, you know, I mean, I just, I feel like Rich Eisen is the perfect guy to just, you know, kind of play the point guard. His, Mm -hmm. his job is to distribute. Um, and, and Greenberg makes it about him because that's just who he is. I mean, the comments about, you know, Northwestern and, and the jets. And it's like, I'm not watching this for, for the Mike Greenberg show.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but anyway, back to fields. I got, got off track, but I, I agree. I, I like the fit. I mean, I'm, it's one of those that, you know, the Bears have have failed so many times with quarterbacks <laughs> you just feel like, you know, he's, he's fighting an uphill battle, but I think he'll get a chance to succeed there and the and the, the fan base is behind him, which they were not behind Trubisky. And the fan base is jazzed for him, so if they stay that way, that'll help.
0: Yeah. I I think that this is um look, this is an exciting thing and you've got Andy Dalton there who Last year, at least, was willing to accept a backup role, but is, yeah. a, is a capable starter. He is. You he know. Is. So,
1: if, you know, I think you could start the season with him and then see where it goes. And if Fields blows you away in training camp, preseason, then he, he should be your starter.
0: Well, and also, I think that Andy Dalton seems to have accepted at this stage of his career, he's a guy who you call to be the mentor he's uh yes. you know he may be heading towards the ryan fitzpatrick territory <laughs> yep, yep yep i
1: mean i feel like i feel like ryan fitzpatrick's going to be the comparison for people for for the next like 30 years if you're a good journeyman quarterback because he's made a heck of a career out of that
0: so it's to me interesting uh i i think that it's a good pick there's look there's great value yeah. there yeah, yeah. Um, were you uh, were you
1: surprised by the Niners actually going with Trey Lance?
0: No, I, it's so, I, I think at this point, I mean, I, I was surprised, but only because I fell for the, you know, Jimmy G, I, you know, yeah. he might be dead tomorrow quote, which is... <laughs> I, which, man, did he get criticized for that, but, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I like George Kittle tweeted. It's like, Coach, I'll call you and let you know I'm okay a tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> or something like a that. On Sunday, yes, yeah. yes. Um, but I, you know, I guess I view, I view it with a little bit of, you know, it's the Bears. Even their Super Bowl team wasn't, yeah. you know, Rex Grossman and before that True. Jim McMahon. True. You know, they, they're not they're not a quarterback team if they ever got one right that'd be right. Yeah, yeah. scary having a good yeah, offense yeah. with Khalil Mack is a lot scarier than just yeah having yeah Mack.
1: yeah I mean hey I I hope it I hope it works out there for fields I do um you know uh, because I I like him and I just you know kind of he's been a guy I've followed he and he and Lawrence were you know one and one a basically in their recruiting class and I you know i I've kind of followed their careers and so I, I will hope it works out we'll see we'll see so now so we we know we we discussed the quarterbacks uh, you know at least the five first round guys we know where they're going let's say this who who would you i don't want to skew negative but i'm going to of the five who's the most likely to be a bust in your mind
0: the most likely to be like just an absolute bust, Zach. Wilson. Um, I
1: mean, I won't even say I'm not. We don't have to go like Jamarcus Russell, Ryan Leaf level. But let's say four years from now,
0: I, I think Zach Wilson does his or a backup. Yeah, I think Zach Wilson doesn't get his option picked up. Okay, okay. Um, I would probably say I agree. I I think the other option would be Mac Jones, but the Patriots aren't gonna stress that. They're he's not gonna play this year. You know, unless there's an injury. And I think that their system, assuming that, you know, they never lose their offensive coaching staff, which seems to be what happens to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I think he'll be fine. I I think Lance is the biggest swing for the fences. I Um, agree. But I I trust Shanahan with quarterbacks. I think he's going to be okay. Fields it's one of those things where if Fields doesn't work I think it's going to be a Bears problem not a Fields problem. Yeah, I I tend to agree. Yeah. Yeah. A, and with Lawrence this is one of those things where it's like you can screw it up but this isn't, you know, drafting David Carr. No, it's Th- not. This is a guy who should make it and if you can't put a team around him that's on you. I, I think That's all. Yeah, I agree. The, yeah. the worst case scenario for him is he has an Archie Manning like career where He's he's very good and beloved, and the team is just awful around him. Team's never good around him.
1: Yeah, yeah, true, true. I mean, yeah, I think you know, I think kind of low end with Lawrence, and I know this guy's a hard one to judge because he retired early, but you know, Andrew Luck. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think uh, you know, like, and Andrew Luck was really good. I mean, Andrew Luck was a was a borderline MVP guy for a few years. Um, but you know, it just it, it never quite came together. They got to the AFC title game once, you know, but never mm-hmm. really protected him well. And then he just got so beat up, you know, and and you know, then retired, which obviously mitigates how it, effective we we look back at him.
0: Yeah, but I think that's a good comparison. Same division, and it's just yeah, going yeah. The question I have, which I think is the question everybody has, is what kind of coach is urban Meyer going to be and what kind of right. coaching staff is he going to put together and you know uh, the way to screw up trevor lawrence i think is a different offensive system for every year of his rookie every deal. year
1: agreed agreed yeah yeah I, I mean that's the that is my concern with urban meyer because yeah not only that but you know what if what if, what if urban meyer decides you know uh this is uh Make it the health is killing me, and then they bring in someone new. Two years in, and yeah, I mean that is it's it's. Uh, I mean Baker Mayfield appears to maybe be an exception to that because he he did have success in year three with a third different coach. Um, but you know you, you look at quarterbacks and the ones that the ones that make it they tend to have stability early on. You know I mean Eli Manning had the same coach and coordinator for years. Rogers had the same coach and coordinator. Um, you know, uh Philip Rivers had the same coach and coordinator, Othlisberger, I mean, you know, like yeah, Drew Brees the ability early in their careers. Breeze, uh, you know, yeah, you know, I mean those are the ones that Peyton Manning obviously got. He played for you know, Tom Moore there for fourteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then later in their career, okay, sometimes they make changes and but they're they're so much more savvy and they
0: you know yeah. they can you know, but well, if you've got you do that same... to a young
1: guy, it's it's brutal.
0: If you've got the same play caller through your developmental stage to the time when the game slows down for you. Then, if you right. bring in a new play caller, it's like, okay, well, at least I've it's seen all of this adjustment. before. Right, you right, know? right.
1: Yeah, agreed. I mean, it's it's much easier, and, and uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's still tough, but, it, you know, it's it's doable. But, you I mean, look at Sam Darnold. You know, mm-hmm. Sam Darnold gets drafted by the Jets. Todd Bowles is the coach. He gets fired after a year. And they bring in Adam Gase. That doesn't work, you know, and and three years later he's gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Rosen, we've talked about him, you know, going back to college and then the NFL. Uh, You know, I mean, it's. but then you look at Josh Allen, who was a guy who seemed like a project. Well, he's had the same coach, the same coordinator for three years. They've brought in talent around him. And last year he finished second for the MVP. So, I mean, uh, you know, that that makes a difference.
0: If you have enough people around you – who can figure out your strength and your weakness and build a system that, you know, accounts for that and you have consistency, you can be, you know, it's not hard to be pretty good when you right. already start with the level of talent we're talking about. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I mean, I why just, teams like, like the Browns, you know, had to go yes. through so many quarterbacks because you were changing coaches all the time. There's no, exactly. there's no exactly. chance when you change your front office and your coach, there's no consistent through line in philosophy other right. than we're trying to win. Right. Um,
1: right. And that's, and, and so when we're doing this, you know, like I predict, you know, like I proposed, you know, who's the most likely to fail. I mean, I think when we look back on this class, I would be willing to bet that when we say, okay, this guy failed, this guy didn't, it'll be because they had poor, poor coaching stability. And that's why Fields worries me in Chicago more so than just, oh, the Bears always struggle at quarterback, because that's sort of just like saying Ohio State quarterbacks don't work out. Like, I mean, the the struggles of, you know, uh, Rex Grossman have nothing to do with Justin Fields. But. If Matt Nagy gets fired after the year, if they underachieve and/or they barely, you know, they miss the playoffs, whatever, then you're starting over again, and that's not a good recipe for a
0: young quarterback. If you're the GM of the Bears, do you come out and say we're playing Dalton with the idea being that you think you might fire Nagy? <laughs> I mean, they, he did say that, I know. right? But, it, but is, I'm I, asking: is the reason why?
1: Is that the reason? I mean, it's possible. Now, I would say the GM could be on the chopping block too. You know, I mean, he's made some very questionable moves. I mean, uh, the trade to get Fields seems like a good one. But this is the same GM who made the trade up for Trubisky, which was not. It's the same GM who, you know, turned down the chance to get Andy Dalton for pretty cheap last year and instead traded for Nick Foles, who they still have, and then had to sign Andy Dalton for more money this year when they maybe could have just traded for Bridgewater and paid him less. I mean, like the quarterback moves he's made have not been wise. So he could be on the chopping block as well. Very true. Which is why, uh, you know, now, I mean, you say all that and uh, I guess it's one of those, like, and the bears made the playoffs two of the last three years. Now last year they made it because of the expanded field and they were not a very good team. So how excited are you by just saying we made the playoffs? Clearly not that excited. If you're the bears fan base, it seems like, but Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's still like, well, the, the, you know, okay, maybe they're not that far away kind of feels like, I mean, what was it? Three seasons ago, they won the division. They lost on the on the missed field goal in the playoffs. Two years ago was kind of one of those like everything went wrong that could go wrong years. And then last year was kind of in the middle. So what are they? Probably more like last year than anything else.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, you, you feel like coaching stability wise, probably Trey Lance and Mac Jones are in the places that you you know you feel the strongest about okay three years from now are they playing for the same coach i would i would bet those two more than the other three because urban meyer just you don't know from day to day with him i mean he could he could decide tomorrow that it's too much stress and you wouldn't be totally shocked
0: yeah um what did you think of the 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 later run on quarterbacks yeah Um, starting with trask at the end of two um, and then mond and mills back
1: Yeah, I mean all interesting team fits. You know, Trask obviously is a you know a a good you know a guy you feel like you could he could maybe be your number two next year. Um, Makes Blaine Gabbert probably expendable, which I think he's a free agent. Um, You know, you could you could probably put him in there and he could play and you know a good development guy, I suppose. Although he's not a young guy, you know, he's not like a you know raw you know, but good guy to have behind Brady. Mond is interesting because, you know, does Kirk Cousins have a long time left in Minnesota? Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they underachieve this year, as they did last year, he could be gone. And then, gosh, who knows with Houston? I mean, you know, we, we don't know. if It It would appear for one reason or another that we've probably seen the last of Deshaun Watson playing for the Texans. Maybe a combination of both reasons of the stories going on with him. Um, so it's, a, it's interesting. I, I don't... Uh, of the three, do I think that any of them are are legitimate big time starters in three years? I'd bet no, and that's nothing personal. I just it's nothing that I see like, oh, this guy's absolutely going to make it.
0: Um, what do you think? Yeah, I as I look at the three across the board, I, I think Trask is probably in the best position because no yeah. one's expecting anything of him. And it'd be surprising right. uh, if he started, uh, I was surprised that the run happened this early. Yeah. Um, but I, I agree with you about the Vikings with their quarterback situation and yeah. how much longer are they going to sort of be in this holding pattern? It feels like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Like, it feels like kind of a
1: uh, make or break, I guess, year for them. I don't know if that's the right, you know, but, you know, uh, they were very disappointing last year. Cousins is a solid quarterback, but he hasn't shown he can be great. Now, do I think Kellen Mond is going to be a great NFL quarterback? No, not really. I mean, again, nothing against him. I just don't, don't see that. But it's worth a shot to see what you got there. And then if you, you know if you are ready to move on from Kirk Cousins in a year or two years, you know, maybe he's something, or maybe he's just a good backup. You know, maybe he's a, you know, a Mason Rudolph, who I think was a third round pick as well. Probably you don't want him starting for you, but you know, a good, good backup. If he has to start a game or two. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm curious, you know, the Vikings, who was the last quarterback they draft and developed that did anything? Pepper. Uh, yeah, probably.
1: A- uh, I mean, Bridgewater, I guess, was good for. a uh, I mean, he got hurt. That's yeah. a, that's a tough one. They got to the playoffs with Bridgewater, but then he got hurt, and who knows what what would have happened. But you know, for for a multiple years, pretty good run. Yeah, probably Culpepper. Trying to think who they had after him. Like Tavares Jackson. They drafted him in the second round. I think he he was decent, but nothing special. They they traded for Far. They signed McNabb. They you know they they always seem to specialize in getting the veteran at the end of his career.
0: Yeah, So I, I'm just, again, it's, you can't hold this coaching staff responsible for the others. Right. Right. Um, but but it has been a while
1: since the Vikings have, have had a, you know, stable quarterback and really even Culpepper didn't last that long because of the injury, mm-hmm. much like Bridgewater. I mean, remember Culpepper's knee blew up on him basically. And, and, you know, we, we didn't get this, like he had that great '04 four season, and then I think he got hurt in 05, and he was never really the same after that.
0: Yeah, it's and also you know, Culpepper was at his best when he had Moss. Right, right, so true,
1: true. Yeah, I guess yeah, I guess I mean, if you
0: surround uh, Davis Mills or Mond with Hall of Fame talent, true, <laughs> which
1: it doesn't appear as the case for Davis Mills in Houston. I mean, Houston, I I think I don't know what the odds say, but if it, you know, I've got to think Houston is up near the top of the odds to have the number one pick next year. Um, because they just don't appear to be very good. They appear to just be in in a state of chaos, top to bottom. Um, You know, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, they're all interesting players. Uh, You know, I wouldn't be shocked if any of the three of them, you know, three years from now are like, oh, that guy's a pretty good starter in the league. It's a Kirk Cousins type of player, you know, or it's like, well, yeah, he's, he's a serviceable starter. You can win with him. But I also wouldn't be shocked if three years from now they're all still backups, and it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, it was worth a shot. Didn't quite happen. Yeah, I would, I would bet that way if I had to lean one way. Um, but you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I suppose. I mean, yeah, I think you're right. Trask appears to be obviously going to a very good team with a with a good offensive head coach, uh, you know, coordinator. You know, you got Tom Moore on the staff. Um, you, you know, I mean, you got plenty of, of good coaching now the whole you know he gets to learn from tom brady
0: does does that really matter well and does he get to learn does he
1: exactly i mean yeah exactly like is tom brady has tom brady really shown a a willingness to be like a great mentor to guys I i don't i mean and that's you know that just is what it is i'm not criticizing him for that but you know have we have we heard stories of like oh man you know Matt Castle or Garoppolo or Ryan Mallet or all those guys are like, boy, Tom Brady really took me under his wing and taught me how to play in the NFL. I've not heard that. Yeah. I haven't either. I think Tom Brady is, is, you know, there for Tom Brady and that's okay. You know, I mean that, that just, that's what it is. That's what Favre was. That's what Peyton Manning was. Uh, You know, they're, they're there to win and take all the reps and that's what they think works. And, All right, but, you know, like the whole, oh, he gets to learn from Brady. Like, eh, I don't don't know. Yeah. Can I make just a snide comment, though, that it's always funny when a quarterback with average physical skills gets compared to Tom Brady, which they did last night with Trask. Well, he's just like Tom Brady because he doesn't have a strong arm and he's not mobile, and I'm like, yeah, but then you tell me this guy's the greatest quarterback ever. How is that true?
0: Well, he got bit by a radioactive spider. (laughs) <laughs> it's
1: just like I mean, again it's, it's always interesting like no one who's like really talented is like you know this guy's like Tom Brady like did you ever hear Trevor Lawrence compared to Tom Brady I didn't I heard compared to Andrew Luck Peyton Manning you know guys like that but you know it's like oh Mac Jones well you know he plays in a great system he's got a great supporting cast so it's kind of Tom Brady-ish like yeah what does that tell you
0: yeah probably not Not anything good. Not a positive. I I mean I I,
1: I'm not I'm not totally in the camp of like, you know, oh Tom Brady's completely overrated and he's been totally I mean he's a he's a great quarterback, but is he the greatest quarterback ever? I don't think so. He's won the most championships. Yeah. Fair. Can't argue that. But you know. Is he is he a greater quarterback than I'm just gonna stay in our own era? Uh Pate Manning, Aaron Rodgers. I don't think so.
0: Well, that that's brings up, that brings up a touchy subject on Aaron yes, Rodgers. Smooth
1: uh, transition. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh,
0: they can't afford to trade him. That's that's Talk the answer. Me. Talk <laughs> to me. Get it all out. Man. They they yes. can't afford Oops, to trade there. him. Uh, You're talking now because pre
1: June first, or right, just in general.
0: I I'm talking I, financially. I'm talking now. I think pre June first or this season. I don't think they can afford yeah. the hit because they their yeah. cap primarily because of Aaron Rodgers it is right. not good. Right. Uh, right. They can't afford to lose him. Uh, I, I'm I'm anxious because the reports about Jordan Love were not filled with effusive praise. Right. And as right. you and I talked about, it's hard from the number three spot with no preseason to get the reps right. and do what you need to do. But it's also not that hard then to be competent in that role, and there's not right. a lot of quotes that I've found floating around that make me feel reassured if he's the only quarterback on the roster for this year. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Now I will say I thought it was, you know, I don't know if telling is the right word, but they they did let Tim Boyle go, but mm-hmm. brought him back, didn't? You know, so at, at least it's telling that they thought, okay, now is that. Is that, like, sort of a denial type of thing where you're thinking, well, we got to get something out of this guy, you know, you know like, we've got to yeah. have him be the backup next year, which is true. Like, had they brought Tim Boyle back, the reaction would have been, good God, man, you don't even trust this guy to be the backup? Uh, you know, you drafted him in the first round, so I don't know. I mean, is, is is it convincing yourself of something, or is it legitimate, like, okay, he's ready. He's ready to take that step up.
0: Yeah, I think it's I convincing know. yourself of something. I mean, um, it
1: certainly could be, you know, but... Uh, so, okay, then the then the question becomes, you're saying, you know, they can't afford to, well, what if he says, I'm not playing anymore? You just let him sit out?
0: Yes. Think so? I I would. Now, I, I, an interesting stat, I don't know if you saw it, no Packer quarterback has ever played year 17. I did, I did. Uh, Star 16, kind of Favre 16, yeah. Rodgers just completed 16.
1: 16, yeah, yeah, which is... Kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's one of those like numerology things that you think, well, wow, that's bizarre. I never, never put two and two together before I saw that.
0: Um, but I think so, practical dollars and cents, you can't afford to trade him. Emotionally, yeah. spiritually, you can't afford to trade him. Um, yeah. He's given you a lot, but this isn't Favre where you have somebody who you want to turn it over to, like the, right. to, to Ted Thompson's everlasting credit, he right. was ready to make the move to Rogers. He was. And he was.
1: now he was criticized for it. Right. I know you know that, you know, like, I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but you know, it, it's interesting how the narrative has changed into, well, Rogers was ready to play like Rogers when he played and he got sparing action when far, you know, those first three years, he wasn't all that impressive. And, and I remember, I think it was 07 when he got in a Cowboys game, they were getting blown out and he was not very good. And it was like, oh, uh, I remember the reaction it was like, boy, they wasted that pick. They're going to have to get somebody else. And obviously they knew something
0: most of us didn't. Right. I, I just, but we're not, what we're not hearing from the GM is, you know, right. we're comfortable with everyone in our quarterback room being able to start right. or, right. you know, some other, some other thing that sends the message and, you know, you, you let the reigning MVP walk out the door. Now, look. Yeah. I've seen conflicting reports. Did they tell him that they would trade him? Did they yeah. neg on that offer? I don't know. That seems unlikely to I, me. I find it hard to believe that they said they were going to trade him. Me I find too, it very easy to believe that Rodgers wants to be traded
1: wants to be traded yeah but that seems unlikely I I mean because I read that too and then I can't I I wish I could remember to give the person the right credit but I read somebody's tweet that said you know if that was true wouldn't they have been inundated with phone calls and trade offers and it would have it would have made its way out team other teams would have heard about it and it would have leaked that oh you know Packers are you know exploring a trade market for Aaron Rodgers and it did not so I just have a hard time believing that's true they're There may have been a, you know,
0: Rogers may have left and thought, okay, I'm going to get traded, but I don't believe he was told that. And that's my take as well. I think, though, you can be unhappy yeah. and still be successful. There are two ways sure. to do it. You can be Barry Bonds and Jeff Kent, where you right. can't stand each other, but you're successful. Or you can be Gary Sheffield and pretty much every team he ever played for. <laughs> where yeah, true, you true. eventually just force your way out. I, you know, Rodgers has enough money to sit out, but I don't oh, think sure. the Packers can afford to trade him. I think yeah. if he decides I'm going to sit out, then you just say, "Fine." You yeah. know, the year yeah. the year rolls over. Now, I question what happens if he if he does what we always hear about with running backs and he decides, "Okay, I'll show up in week 11 with no reps." Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I mean, I don't know. I don't know all the the particulars, I guess, of how that would work with his contract or whatever. Um, if he does that, then the whole, like, okay, the spreading, you know, I, I've never quite understood the whole cap hit stuff and how that works. Uh, you know, so if they trade him after June 1st, they can spread the cap hit
0: over two it's years. next, essentially. yeah, you can put half, yeah. like about half of it on the next league year, I guess.
1: So if they were to, Like, let's play this out. He sits out all year, and then they try to trade him next March. Does it all go toward twenty twenty two? Essentially, is that how that works?
0: I think so, because if he, in theory, if he sits out the whole time, right? Yeah, you're you'd still be in the the past league year. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Now, in the like, so the new CBA too didn't that make it more prohibitive to do holdouts? Yeah, Like, wouldn't he essentially have to say he's retired and pay back his signing bonuses? Yeah. Whatever's left, which I think is like $22 million or something. That's a lot of money.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, got, he's a got a lot. he's mean... got a lot. He's got a
1: lot, and he's, you know, if we're to believe, and maybe he really is, and, you know, I, I don't know, you know, if he's got a post-football career lined up, whether it's hosting Jeopardy or something else, and he's apparently engaged to an actress who makes a ton of money, and you know, so maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe he's willing to make a point. And say, yeah, I'll I'll give you the twenty two million dollars because I don't trust you, and I'm not playing for you anymore. And if he is, then that's that's the. I mean, he's got to be willing to go to the mat. You know, anytime you you threaten, you got to be willing to follow through on that threat. You know, if if the team calls your bluff, and that's where it seems like we're headed, but who knows? I guess.
0: Yeah, I just think that this is early for him yeah. to like for them to cut ties with him they're not ready that you know look yeah. Yeah. you know the gm came out and and said i could have handled informing the team right. of our plans better and by that he better. meant i could have told rogers what i was going to do earlier right right you know right. but we're here now you know and obviously i want jordan love to be a success now Sure. I guess what I would ask Aaron Rodgers if I was the Packers is if we dealt Jordan Love, would that fix it for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know. I mean, you're I, not going to get anything for him. You're going to get a, you know, right, 2022 20, right. fifth rounder. Right,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to you're not going to get a first round pick back that you, you know, used and whatever they traded up to get, you know, I don't mm-hmm. what did they trade up? Did they give up a like a second or something like that to move up there. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, yeah, you're not, you're not collecting equal value. And, and I mean, so, okay, from the Packer perspective, which spent, uh, you know, a lot of time, you and me and everybody, you know, looking at it from the Rogers perspective, but from the Packer perspective, do you think, okay, the guy had a great year this past year. He did, no doubt, but he didn't have a great year in 2018. That can't be argued. 2018 was a, was a bad year for the whole team. Uh, 2019, they were better as a team, but he was not great. He was good, but not great.
0: Well, and so he became think, like, kind of a malcontent. That, he did. 2019 was when he, the first, you know, earlier in his career, he would, he has a little yeah. Rosen in him. Where he, he would just, say, he'll just. say things and he'll be provocative. Yes, he likes to stir up drama. But he didn't really point it inward at the team. It was, you know, the Russell Wilson, God wanted us to win. Right, right, And stuff like that. But it was never, you know, or he'd he'd be mad about a play call or something, but he wouldn't go off. But in 2019, he started to go off. And then between the Zoom meetings and whatever, the story was, oh, we fixed it, we fixed it. Right. And that was great PR work, I guess, because apparently he was miserable the whole time. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. No, I,
1: you know, yeah, I, I think he, you know, he definitely does like to, to stir the pot. And and so, you know, so from that perspective, plus, you know, he is getting older. And yes, quarterbacks are playing, you know, Breeze played well into his 40s. and
0: But the uh, bottom will fall out. Right. He'll he either stop older. playing or he'll get hurt or right. his arm strength will go down.
1: Will go down. He's had a couple of, of, you know, significant injuries where he's missed chunks of time in, in the, you know, last, what, seven, eight years? Yeah. 2013,
0: 2014, so He's broken his collarbone a couple times. Yeah. Remember, you know, when he was so, much I mean, younger, he broke his foot or his right. ankle. Uh, well, the year that they won the Super Bowl, didn't
1: he have several concussions? Yeah. He missed, he missed you know, that Patriots game when Flynn started, I remember. So he's had some... You know, he's not missed a ton of time, but he's had some injuries. Do they think like, you know, like this is why we want to go year to year? I get it from their perspective. I do. I mean,
0: yeah, I, and and the other thing is that you can win with a great quarterback, obviously. Right, but right. you can also win with a good quarterback who's cheap. Yes,
1: which that's the recipe I'm sure they're hoping to follow with Jordan Love, which is hey, you know, like now, one could say that there's some contradiction in their approach if if you believe what the gm says which is aaron Rodgers is our quarterback for 2021 and beyond we well, only get four years of cheap quarterback because if you pick up the fifth year it goes up to you know a good chunk of money and then you got to re-sign him
0: well so, and the other piece and not to cut you off but the other yeah, piece no. of how the front office has done this the aaron jones deal is effectively a one-year deal they re-signed right. him but it's effectively a one-year deal mason right. crosby's deal effectively is a one-year deal yeah. They, you know, they they've got a lot of guys who are back, but they, they don't have other until they drafted the kid from Clemson. They didn't have a receiver who would be under contract for twenty twenty two. So right. Yeah. so they were they have really set it up where all their eggs are in the twenty twenty one seasons basket. And they just and then evaluate. Yeah. And then they're going to yeah. just see. And if it works. They'll try to bring as many guys back as they can, and if it doesn't work, they're going to let everybody walk. And Which it, I don't
1: think is a bad approach. Yeah. I really don't. You know, I mean, and uh, I, mean, I know, like you, you, I know we view it from different perspectives because you're a Packers fan, and I'm more of just kind of an NFL fan. You know, I, I don't have a dog in the fight, but you know, like I think that's probably pretty smart, especially when you're talking about some older, you know, I mean, Aaron Jones is not old, but for a running back. It's kind of, you know, like, the, you get a short window with running backs. And so if you're thinking, like, well, yeah, well, he was good last year. If he tails off in 2021, we can move on. But if he's still really good, we can bring him back for 22. Same thing with Rodgers. You know, and it's like, okay, you know, you, you kind of go year to year to keep maximum flexibility. I get it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what they're doing. And it's one of those things where emotionally – it's hard to understand intellectually. It's very easy to understand, right? right. You know, as a Packer fan, he just won the MVP. He's won three MVPs. We've just won the North at 13 and three back to back years. We've been in the NFC title game back to back years. I have a hard time saying, well, what, why, why are we doing this? Why are we trying to skirt this edge? But this is 2021 me talking, it, you know, right. if in 2024 we didn't do this and we're in cap hell right. with right. you know John Kitna's son playing quarterback or something, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I mean I agree because you know you're right. They've gone 13 and three back to back years, but we know in the NFL that the the margin is thin. And look at the 49ers. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, the 49ers.
1: They oh man, 2019, great roster, unbelievable young defense. And then they have some injuries and some things go bad and the next year they're what, five and eleven, six and ten, whatever they were last year. So, you know, I think I I think I get it from the Packers front office perspective of, hey, let's let's just see if we can keep this going. They're not they're not blowing it up. They're not going Jerry Krause on the ninety eight Bulls and saying, hey, we just won a championship, now get out. Uh, you know, but they are, they are of the understanding that we're not guaranteed that this ride is going to keep going for three more years, four more years. So let's not commit to it like it's
0: gonna. Exactly. And they, they've taken steps, you know, this is optimistic Packer fan Ben talking, but they've taken (laughs) steps to transition this team. If it goes to a non Aaron Rodgers quarterback, Jordan Love or otherwise, right. By drafting interior linemen and A.J. Dillon the last couple years. Right, And now they've got, you know, Elton Jenkins is an all-pro. Yeah. You know, John Runyon Jr. is going to be an anchor in the inside. They just drafted the center from Ohio State. Was it a reach? Probably. Who cares? He's here now. If the guy's good, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and so they've done these things. They've retooled. To say, well, maybe we'll just become an inside power running team. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, yeah,
1: which is you know kind of what Lafleur seemed to bring more so in 2019 than 20. The mm-hmm. approach seemed to be, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go kind of 49er approach here. We want to run the ball, and, and then last year, you know, they, I mean, from from my perspective at least, it felt like they opened it up more. and Rodgers had great numbers and all that, um, but uh, you know, I feel like that's really where they want their bread to be buttered is is you know. We're going to be a good running team. And then the rest will figure it out.
0: Yeah. And I think they're taking steps for it. They drafted another corner, and they brought back Kevin King also, again, a one-year deal. But they drafted another corner to pair with Alexander on the outside. They've got a young safety in Savage. Right. They are in dire need of an inside linebacker, which every time every time Darrell Cox didn't get drafted, I was waiting for us to trade up, and then we didn't do it. <laughs> I believe he, he went, just got picked. He went to the Cowboys, and it was... Yes,
1: okay, you know, okay, I saw his name come up, yeah, yeah.
0: But it was just, you know... Yeah, weird. yeah. But anyway, I digress. The, the point of all of this is to win championships, and I sure. love Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron Rodgers the way I loved Brett Favre. And if he plays for someone else, mm-hmm. I will hate him the way I hated Brett Favre, and then, when, <laughs> and then, and then when he retires, I will love him again.
1: You put your arms around him again. I understand. I yeah. get it. I it's, get it. So he
0: gets the Peyton Manning Colts treatment. It's uh, I you get know, it. I get it hundred
1: yes, percent. As yes, long as that, he doesn't man, go that,
0: to the Vikings or the Lions or the Bears, uh, you know. Right. Uh, if Which, he makes it to a Super Bowl and it's not against the Packers, I'll root for him.
1: Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so let me. Let me throw in this, and this is utterly hypothetical. But you said, you know, okay, they, you know, they should just let him sit. What if he, you know, if he says I'm not going to play, and you're not confident that Jordan Love is the guy? You could make a trade, get back a, a barrel of picks, but also fill in the veteran quarterback. Let's let's go to the teams that have been mentioned: Derek Carr or maybe a Teddy Bridgewater for Broncos or Raiders. Would you do that? Because then you get somebody who can at least. I mean, Derek Carr is a solid NFL quarterback. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's solid. And you get picks. Does that make sense, or am I am I crazy?
0: It makes sense. I almost, though, would rather, if this is what we're doing, if, if we're blowing it up, then let's just blow it up. and, and, okay. and see, if- and that was
1: going to be my flip side of that. Do you just say, okay, Jordan Love, it's your show. Let's see what you got. And if things go really bad and we go, you know, three wins, then then we have a high pick to take another quarterback next year.
0: Uh, You know, like, I love Devontae Adams, but another guy who's had injuries and had issues. He was super productive last year, even missing a pair of games. But, uh, you know, I would call the Broncos and say, okay, these two guys for Bridgewater, Judy, and your 2022 draft.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Broncos make a ton of sense. I mean, another place that's like, okay, it's time. Time to do something. You can't live off the Super Bowl 50 forever. Um, you know, the Peyton Manning years were a while ago now. He's getting in the Hall of Fame. You know, you need a, you need a productive quarterback, and if they could make that deal, it certainly makes sense from their perspectives.
0: Yeah, and, and the reason, I don't really think they'll trade Devontae Adams, but he's, no, his not, contract but ends at the end of this season, too, right. and Judy's under contract, and is Judy as good as Adams? Not right now, but... But it could be, but well, and yeah, it's in you know, know three more years to figure it out after this one, right?
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's it's interesting to, to see. Uh, I mean, so uh, I've, I've, obviously neither one of us knows, but your prediction opening day September twelfth of twenty twenty one.
0: I think Rogers is playing. I think Rogers is playing for the Packers. Yeah, I think okay. that I, okay. I don't even think he holds out at camp. I think he just says, you know, to the media that he's not going to talk about it, that, you know, he supports his teammates and that's why he's here. And anything that has to do with playing elsewhere or his contract status is being handled by his agent. Yeah,
1: yeah, it could be. I mean, I I tend to think you're probably right because I never really believe. I mean, it's happened. Carson Palmer did it but I never really believed that a guy is, is going to not play, you know, I mean, it just, it feels like, you know, but now the, I did read, I mean, whether, who knows, they're different people. I know, but Carson Palmer's agent was the same agent that Aaron Rodgers has. So he's, he's navigated a quarterback through these waters before and got him out of there. It took longer you know, it took till mid season and he ended up with the Raiders when the Raiders were a disaster, but he did get out of there and he played seven more years. Uh, So, I mean, it, They've done it before. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll say that. Could I see it potentially? Do I believe it until he's not there on opening day?
0: No, I don't believe it. Yeah, that's kind of my view. Um, I'm assuming all of this bubbled up before the day before the draft and the day of oh, the draft. without question. But that the, goes
1: back to your, he likes to stir up drama and, you know. Mm. That was purposely timed. I don't think there's any doubt about that.
0: So because he waited till then, they they weren't going to be able to make a trade this year for this draft anyway. Um, True. I, I True. don't think you can. I don't think you can go into a draft not, you know, totally focused on a first round quarterback evaluation, and then trade your star with the idea that you'd have to probably go with Jordan Love. Right. You right. know. Yeah.
1: I, I agree. I mean, that was. Uh... I know there was and I don't know if you saw it, you know, there was about a 15 minute window there right before the first round started that you know, it was reported that tonight he's going to get traded to the Broncos. Yeah. And I I will concede that even though I originally read it with like, oh come on, then it was picking up enough steam that I'm like, wow, really? And I I shouldn't have even believed that because that was I mean, it, uh, looking back, it, you know, as soon as as soon as the, you know, the adrenaline died down, I realized there's no, that was never going to happen.
0: Come on. Yeah. It just sounded good.
1: Things, things do not you know come together that fast there's just no way so uh, you know it, yeah it sounded good that's a that's a good way to put it
0: uh, speaking of things coming together quickly we're going to touch briefly because we've been going for a bit now uh, we have. Gonna, we have touch, a lot of football we're gonna touch briefly on ASU basketball a pair of stories on the athletic uh, the official hiring of our coaching staff that came yep. with a story from Haller about Joel Justice and how he right you know, was a ball boy for way back in the day in the ACC.
1: Uh, I'm sure we'll hear that 8,000 times now. It'll be like Larry Fitzgerald was a ball boy for the Vikings.
0: Yeah. Well, until there's a – until Bill (laughs) Walton gets a hold of it. uh, That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But a good story. Uh, I mean, Howler was on the ground floor, but a good story he wrote. Now it'll be the, uh, you know, the go-to TV comment every time we're on TV. That's such
0: a slide. Then the other story was – who was it that wrote the Hurley? Seth Davis. Seth Davis, yes. It yeah, was a, yeah. a long-form Q&A, I, I guess, Q&A. It was a topic-shifting yeah. article about Hurley and struggling through the season and how do you put this kind of team together, what does it mean. A very interesting article, I thought. It was.
1: It was. And, it. Uh, you know, look, it, it's, it's about results and it's about, you know, how these things work out. I'm not gonna say like, oh, I'm I'm totally convinced that everything's gonna be fine because of what I read in that article, but I was happy with what I read. Let's just say that. Like it was it was the things said are the things that need to be said. The things that have been done are the things that need to be done. Now will they work out? That we don't know yet, but you know, like I was just I was very pleased to read him say, you know, essentially, I'm I'm paraphrasing, last year was a disaster and we're not going to have that happen again. Because it was, yeah, and and I know one of the things he said in there. Or I think it, I think he said it was you know it was just exhausting you know last year trying to pretend everything was okay, and and like okay I'm I'm happy because yeah you got to do that as the season goes along, but I don't want to hear you know oh well with just a break or two we could have been really good last year no no I mean we were not a very good team we underachieved mightily and I was glad to basically see him acknowledge that
0: yeah I think the the thing I enjoyed about his reaction was he seemed to have a pretty clear view in his mind of what the problems were yeah uh it wasn't a like well we had all this talent i just don't know what happened you know exactly it was a exactly we didn't gel yes we didn't rebound we were too small and too outside focused
1: right right yes yeah because that's what i didn't want to hear in the aftermath of last season was, yeah, and, and and I said it in talking to you, but I didn't want to hear it from from the coaches or the you know, people around ASU was like, oh, if we just had a normal season, this team would have been great. You know, okay, we don't know. But the bottom line is there were problems with this makeup that probably would have been there if if we'd had a normal season. If we played thirty games and had no stoppages and had a normal non conference like things just didn't work right and i found it interesting i don't know i'm sure you caught it in that article didn't come right out and say that josh christopher was a bad fit but certainly alluded to it
0: yeah I, and and he can't say he's a bad fit because if it you want to recruit that level you can never say that
1: you can exactly yeah
0: unless yeah, unless the kid comes and transfers instead of going to the nba right. like if, right. if bagley does that. He can say Bagley was a bad fit. I don't don't know if anyone actually will believe that Bagley's a bad fit. Right,
1: right. I mean, it just was, and and they mentioned Bagley too, but even more so Christopher. It was interesting how, I mean, I think it was the Seth Davis writing of the article said, you know, Christopher was not a good fit or, or it's so many words. And they basically just strongly alluded to like, you know, he's, he's a good player, he's a hard worker, but he was here to, you know, further his own goals of being an NBA player and not really blend into the team. And, and you know, it does make some sense. In, in hindsight, you look at it and think you had some strong returning veterans who kind of knew how things worked and knew their roles. Then you bring in this guy who was like, hey, it's going to be my show. I'm going to showcase myself for the NBA. It can work, but it's hard, and it, it clearly did not with this group.
0: Yeah. the The one thing now that I personally am anxious about, I'm going to butcher his name again, but yeah. Boyaki, yeah, Brahma, so, yeah. Between Boyaki, Brahma, and Graham, are we going to have a a pair of six nine or taller guys on the floor at all times? Are we going to try to go old time basketball? I mean, <laughs> And just dominate know. the glass. Is this going to be Spencer Haas and John Brockman together? <laughs>
1: I mean, it's going to be interesting to see in so many ways how this roster comes together because you know there's there's just so. I mean, aside from Kamani Lawrence, and I guess Jalen Graham, although you know I, I don't know. I mean, like there's just so little returning, and and so how it all comes together is is going to be fascinating. And again, I you know while I'm I love what Hurley had to say. That's What's ultimately going to decide things is how it works. Do these coaching hires, do all these transfers and freshmen come together and produce a better team than last year's team. And if it does, fantastic. And if it doesn't, eh, we got to start probably having some hard conversations, which I don't want to have.
0: Well, um, when you flip your entire assistant coaching staff and right. entire roster, there's, there's nowhere else, else to, to go.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and look, it had to happen. Change had to happen. It was change was going to happen in in many ways because you had guys moving on. And so a a complete sort of tear down and rebuild is, is probably the right move. Um, You know, I, I said, all I can say is that I was just heartened by, by the words that I read essentially from him, and and reading, you know, Haller, I know was was in the you know the Zoom call with him, and and you know had some tweets about it, and it ju- it just seems like he is very sort of, you know, last year was unacceptable, and we're going to fix it, and we're going to do things different, and I've learned some lessons, and I'm like, okay, that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear, well, you know, we just boy, the breaks, we, just, we missed a couple shots, and we missed some day, you know, like no, it was not bad breaks. We were yeah. not a good team. That's the bottom line.
0: Yeah. Like, this is exactly how the off the off season has played out. Exactly how I would have hoped it had played out. Yes. Um, yes. The question then becomes, what What does that mean? Um, and we'll uh,
1: we'll start finding that out in November, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, it doesn't mean we're going to be a better team. It just it just gives me hope that we could be. Yeah. Because, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, we talked about it in March as the season was winding down and the conference tournament and all that. That I, you know, I said it to you many times we got to hit that transfer portal. Well, he has. So I'm happy about that. He hit the um, transfer when portal. Left.
0: He convinced a, a five star kid to reclassify and yeah. come to ASU. Right. That's right. big.
1: Changed up the coaching staff, which, you know, we don't talk about that as much in basketball as we do football. Because we don't, you know, there's no coordinators, there's no position coaches. So from a fan perspective, I don't think we think about it as much. But you know, we we needed we needed some X's and O's changes too. There was there was strategy on this team that just wasn't working, um, and so you know, like yeah, it's it's a it's a new group. Do I think they're a tournament team?
0: I don't know. I mean, well, I, there's so know, many unknowns; so. it's impossible. Right. You know, right. if, yeah. if it's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if all these guys who are all conference of their small conferences could also be all conference at a sure. big conference, then you're going to be dominant. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know if I would say, and I mean, I got, I hate, I hate even going down this road because I don't want to be like the guy who says, well, you know, I'm okay with average. That's not me. I don't know if I'd say we got to make the tournament or it's a bust of a year. I don't think you can say that about this coming year because there's so much unknown.
0: Well, but Uh, I, what I, what you need to have this year is foundation setting because part of the problem with this strategy and why I'm a little, I think I'm going to be a little more aggressive than you and say, I think we need to make the tournament is, you know, Boyaki and Graham uh, could come back, but Luther Muhammad is done. True, true. Uh Brahma yeah, there's would no be, more bonus yeah. here. That's true. Brahma yeah, would yeah. be done. Uh the guard from Boston College, I believe would be done. Yeah. You know, yeah. At, at some point we're, you know, we we're, we're going to run into a similar off-season problem that you're we right. had this year. So You're right.
1: I mean, and that's true. You know, you're right in the sense of like uh, you, you, you've got, I mean, I, I've said this to you, and so in some ways maybe my, my what I'm saying, it doesn't make sense. Like, you know, you have this year's team and then you worry about next year, next year. and So, like saying, you know, well, would I be happy if we just are better but we don't make the tournament? I don't know. I That's hard, man. I, I don't have a good answer to that right now because I don't know what better means. If you tell me we're, we're a, you know, 18-19 win team, we finish know, fifth in the conference, and we're on the bubble, and we miss out. I, I'd be disappointed, but at the same time, I think it would be a big step up from what we went through last year.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I mean, but then you know, I, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here. I know because in the next, you know, I also say like, if you don't make the tournament, what's you know, what is the point? 16 teams make the tournament. That should be your goal every single year at a major conference. Is we make the tournament or it's a disappointing year. And I, and I, for the most part, believe that. So I guess it just comes down to, I guess, what you, what you mean when you say it's tournament or bust. Yeah. Um, you know, do I think we need to fire Bobby Hurley If we don't make the tournament next year, I'm not going to go that far. Yeah. But would it be nice to get back in there and feel like, okay, we're back on track hundred percent, you know, I mean, without, without question.
0: Yeah, I, I guess where I'm coming from is Brahma is a senior grad transfer. Keith yeah, right. is not, uh, so yeah. my mistake. Okay, but okay. Uh, Marion Jackson from Toledo is in his last year of eligibility. Well, I,
1: well, and with the with the transfer rule changing, I mean, we you know again, I, I got to embrace what's real. Doesn't it? It kind of feels like everybody's a senior. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm being sort of facetious, but. I, you know, you, you can't guarantee you're going to have anybody back from year to year. You know, the, the Boyaki kid, if he's as good as advertised, maybe he goes pro. Mm-hmm. If he's not and he struggles at all, maybe he wants to go to another school like Marcus Bagley might. You know, so you just don't know uh, what you're going to have year to year. And so, again, as I, as I say all this, I'm, you know, you're talking me into it. Or in some ways I'm talking myself into it. That it's like, yeah, you need to make the tournament. Because if you're happy about this bunch put together... Well, you can far from guarantee that, that this bunch is even going to be close to together again the next season.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I, I guess, I mean, hey, it's it's May. I've got uh, six months before the season starts. I've got some time to, you know, let it, let it sit in my brain a little and decide where I want to put expectations on this team. It's just so hard when you just, I mean – between May and November, we're not going to know any more about how these guys mix together. So I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to feel in November because like, it's such an unknown group.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see. I guess it's
1: different than football, which I know we both have high expectations for and have seen these guys together and it's like, okay, you know, do it. Basketball is one that I'm just like, I I just want to see, I want to see hope. That's all (laughs) In, in whatever form that comes. Whether that's making the tournament or not, I wanna I wanna be here next year, thinking, okay, we got back on track.
0: Yeah, I I would love that. Uh, we'll talk about hope. We'll talk about the college football playoffs. Uh, we're yes. gonna talk about maybe baseball. Things are happening. Uh, they are. They um- are. Umpires yes. seem to be getting a little worse at balls and strikes. That's just my yeah, amateur yeah. take. Yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Hey. It's, it's a step up from where we were last year at this time when there was no baseball happening. Very
0: and we didn't true. know if there
1: was going to be. So nice to have that. It's Derby Day. That's a good thing. First Saturday in May, Kentucky Derby like it's supposed to be. So things are good.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about all that and more. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.